In the words of Bob Marley, one good thing about music, when it hits, you feel no pain. Hi, my name is Nuria Rodney, and I love music. I think it has something to do with my Caribbean roots, but there are a few things I enjoy more in this world than the pumping bass of a good song. From a slow, rhythmic groove to a hip-swinging beat, music has the power to make us all feel in a way that nothing else can. In this podcast, I would like to dive deeper into a world I love so much. My goal is to analyze the lyrics to some of my favorite songs, as well as the more technical parts. What do you look for in a good beat? How do you know where to add layers? And how do you do it well? I've always wondered what goes into making a good song. Whether that be a chart-topping single or a hidden gem that you like to pretend only you know. Speaking of which, there's actually a specific album that inspired me to choose this podcast topic. In the album Control, SZA speaks to a myriad of the lived experiences of young adult black women. In the song 20-something, she describes the feelings of insecurity that this time brings. Insecurity in love, in finances, and just in yourself in general. In the chorus, she says, How could it be 20-something, all alone, still not a thing in my name, ain't got nothing, running from love, only no fear. I'm not even 20 yet, and that line shatters my heart every single time. Simply knowing that this is a shared lived experience and one that I have to look forward to is enough to send me into existential distress. But at least I know that I don't have to feel it alone. And along with the expert lyricism, the melody of this song has a very nostalgic and calming nature. As the song ends, you can hear the sound of little girls playing hand games. These sounds provide a juxtaposition of this bright, shiny childhood experience against this almost helpless prayer for luck and respite in her 20s. 20-something isn't even the best song on the album, though one of my favorites. Songs like Garden, Prom, and Anything all have a similar prayer-like quality to them. From Need You For My Sanity, Need You To Remind Me Where I Come From, to do do you even know I'm alive? SZA is constantly screaming into the void, and that is a void I think can be found in all of us. All of that is to say that in this podcast, I would like to dive even deeper into how music can make and find a home in us all. I found my home inside of SZA's lyrics, but now I'd like to move around the furniture a little bit and learn more about what's inside. In the words of Bob Marley, one good thing about music, when it hits, you feel no pain. This is Feel No Pain, a podcast about all things music. And in today's episode, I sat down with a very special guest. What is your name? 
uh, <clears throat> Winston Rodney. Okay. My grandfather, Winston Rodney, has quite a bit of experience in the music industry. He spent most of his young life producing music and building sound systems. As for how he became interested in music production? Well, like I said, because me and Winston Rodney, people used to just confuse me for the burning spear because we have the same name. So people used to just come to me and ask me musical things. And me just kind of slowly get involved in the music business. It has always been clear to me that music is something very important to my grandpa. Wherever he is, there's usually a speaker by his side. And with all these connections to the Jamaican music world, I've always wondered why we're not a famous musical family. The reason why I'm not in the music business no more is because it's like, you have to live off another man's gift. You have to give him sing, and you have to give him something for nothing. In other words, you give him money, and you take him song, and you, you do all kind of thing, and you sang, you eat food as a producer most of the time, and the singer don't know nothing about it. Whereas if you come a foreign and him live in that Jamaica. So, I kind of never liked that. And next thing again, them have some unwritten rules where them say, no man, you have to do this. If you don't do this, then you can't do that. And, and, and you realize that you've got to be unfair to the, the singer, the man. You know, some of us may just walk from that part. After we talked about the music industry, we spoke a bit about his actual experiences. And he was able to give me some insight and reminisce fondly on his time working with music in his youth. We do my sound system and, you know, design speaker box and things. I mean, you know, to some youth where you speaker box and just go off my one and be a speaker box and things. And that was lucrative because sell a few. And then we go into the pirate radio business and we set up, you know, pirate radio. We set up radio, illegal radio. That's a pirate radio mean. Okay, illegal. What does radio mean? Like illegal radio station? Station, yeah. We set up some, some radio station. What does that mean? Where you play music that you, you don't play, have the rights yeah, to? Yeah we, yeah, we play music and we interview people and we do everything. And then the just come one day, just did and appear people that run in and next thing you know, them take away your things and... And they are gone somewhere else, something. We used to work with some some American man or some what name Mike the Black Man, you know, and him some. Who is Mike the Black Man? There was some 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 religious rebel, you know. There are some people who wear robe and thing and talk religion, but sneak in some like violent statement and some anti-government statement. Okay. You know, so it was nice working with them because them did have like a like a clout. And you worked with them on what? Build them radio station and keep it going, and you know, them have like a clout car. Them did have a little plan to get a, a license. But after a while, it didn't work out because them did have to move from where they did there and thing. You know? They, they got deeper in Miami. And them still, they both still, because every now and then me hear them. And then we decide, say, I'll go, go back into the sound system business. But that didn't work out neither, car. 
sound system business kind of lulled down. Now, for a little backstory, the Jamaican sound system is a hugely important part of our culture. Popularized in Kingston in the 40s, sounds are sound systems that range in complexity of build. Okay. It is. You have a rock full of amplifier, other equipment, you know, mixer, pre-amplifier and all of them things there. And then you have enough speaker box and you carry them around and you play against a brother we have the same thing and the play sound and have special one to make uh, and back in the day it used to call it dub and then it becomes special and then it comes back to the you know and so why do you guys why did you guys do that like why is that like a past uh, that was just a culture where we grew up with we grew up with sound system competition as long as me can remember me remember sound I play against sound after explaining to me a little bit about what a sound is and what it's made of, we talked about how he got interested in building them. Well, growing up in, in Jamaica, as you know, it's like every other yard of a song. Mm-hmm. Uh, every one of your friends' father have a song. Mm-hmm. My father never had no song. We'd have a little stereo and, and we'd have literally got a record, so we buy a record. So while they might do that now, we just decide if we get a little book called uh, the RCA Troop Manual and we just build a amp out of it. We just read the Troop Manual and Papa ride go, my father, ride go, in, go buy the, the troop, them are all over the world. And we get a man build the chassis and we sit down and wire it and when we done it, play. So then we start borrow people box now until we start build one box. You know, and 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 with our bridging, in father there was sound. And every time we want to just sneak out in box and, and hook up to him, and we just play. Then we carry back in box and thing until we build our own box, and then we, we, we start eye out the sound. But from me start the sound thing, me not like the part eh, the eyeing out the sound. So we just get to some youth and then you let us just. And hiring out your sound means what? People can use it for events? Yeah, people, stuff? yeah, people, when they have anything, you know, in a Jamaica, they keep dance a lot. Mm-hmm. Every little thing is a dance. Mm-hmm. And you keep dance and they take a little sound and then a man, they have a little, like a little bar. And they just, they just make the sound stay there, so. Towards the end of our conversation, we talked about why he loves music so much, even after all he's seen in the music industry. You can't stop love music. Music alone shall live. Bible said that. And make a joyful noise unto the Lord. So you have to sing both songs of love. And we have to sing both songs of freedom. And we have to make people know say we under woolly but don't pressure from the system, you know? So the easiest way to get out of the world is to sing. All of we not bless to sing. So somehow we just have to listen. To wrap up our talk, we did a fun little activity. Um, I played him a song that I really like, and we discussed whether it was good or not. And he played me a song he really likes and talked about why it was definitely good. I chose the song, Should Have Been Me, from Mitski's new album, Laurel Hell. It is a song with a good beat. Okay. It's a song like this now, 
listen to the lyrics and literally you point me out towards the singer, you point me towards the singer, so he will listen to the lyrics. But you say you drive on that comma, you, you go nod to it because it, it, it have a, a lick, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's what music do, you know? Like like the, the dead man say, when the music hit you, you feel no pain. But I'm not going to tell nobody if you hit me with music. If them lick me the record, I'm not going to You know? So, but the thing is, that, that have a rhythm, and, and as long as it have a rhythm, no care where they say, even if it was Chinese music, it have a rhythm, we're going to rock, you know? You know? That's what music do to you. After thoroughly enjoying his compliments on one of my favorite songs, I had him play one of his. He chose the song Iron Sharpening Iron by Culture. Yeah, that lick, right? That's one of my main things with music. Me use it and talk to people. The reason why I'm a draw for culture is because I'm seeing Rasta songs and I'm seeing songs of hope and I'm seeing songs that tell you where himself gone. You know, see? Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing good Rasta songs. And I'm have a true Calling all Rastafari, right? You know, we're going to see Jack Pretty Face and all them things. Them are the things that we've seen, but that's right. I like him, I like culture. I'm dead now, anyway. But him son, I lead the group and him son, I sing some good tunes, same way. If you ask me, I'm going to tell you, say, them tunes sound good. Them tunes instrumentation. The man that may organize them through the man that will put them through together. You can hear experience in them through them. Them through them are good. The whole of the album there, good. And as a parting gift, he gave us a small homework assignment. So them through them, if you're into listening to music, if you listen to the album, you're going to like it and you're going to listen to it a long time. For anybody, as long as you listen to music, and you hear the album, you're going to love it. The album he's referring to, Cultures Harder Than the Rest, can be found on all platforms. And much like my grandpa, I encourage you to give it a listen. I promise you won't regret it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Grandpa. <laughs> this was great. I appreciate it. We are done. In the words of Bob Marley, one good thing about music, when it hits, you feel no pain. Hey guys, my name is Maria, and this is Feel No Pain a podcast where we discuss all things music. Over the course of this class, we've talked a little bit about how sound can also be used to convey more abstract artistic messages, 
For this week's episode, I've created a bit of a sound collage in order to sort of display that idea. I went through my life and recorded every time I heard music, whether that be a particularly poignant musical number in a show or singing karaoke with my friends. With this collage, I hope to demonstrate the fact that music is all around us and it represents all feelings. So without further ado, I present to you a piece I like to call Surround Sound. Thank you. 